everyone. Welcome back to Dice and Decepticons. My name is Robert Kerr. I'm the host and GM of this podcast, and I'm joined by my brother. Stuart Kerr, the player. We're excited to have you join us today. In our last episode, Adrian flashed back to the moment that he discovered that he was selected for the BioLink program, a way to directly connect your mind to a mech. It was then that he met his teammates, Dylan, William, and Mariah, and had a rather awkward introduction to them. Yeah, it was awkward. It was very awkward. Let's dive into the action. So we just had our flashback scene. We're going to flash back forward to the present. You and Dylan are standing face-to-face with this Decepticon. In the last episode, we already rolled initiative, and you're slotted to go first. This Decepticon, whose alternate mode is a helicopter, reached behind him and pulled out a wicked-looking blade that's actually made from the blades of his propeller. You have the first initiative slot, so what do you want to do? All right. First, um, Adrian's going to maneuver behind the Decepticon, try to get a better shot at him. Okay. And uh, just to be clear, the Decepticon is at near range. So you are standing in front of this warehouse. The Decepticon is in front of you and Dylan, and you and Dylan are between him and this warehouse. So he's at... He's at close range, and yeah. So you're going to try and maneuver behind him? Yep. All right. So you... Let's see. So if you want to move to the next range band, which is near, that takes one movement. Um, to move behind him to a far location requires two move actions. So for every, every range band takes a basically takes an extra move okay gotcha so to you could close with him and like say that you're behind him but you'd be like directly within melee range of him behind him yeah that would be the idea Get melee range close right behind him probably is you know right behind him okay cool so before we go any farther i want to talk about a few other mechanics that I want to test out here. So, the first of these things is the BioLink, the thing that we spent our entire last episode setting up for. So, right now your mech is in manual mode. Um, you can actually write on your sheet under your modules BioLink. And so, this is a little bit still in progress. We can test out a little bit, but here's the way that BioLink is going to work. You can switch between manual mode and biolinked mode with the use action. Whenever you're in biolinked mode, you can take a third action on your turn, then roll your reactor die. If you've already taken the same type of action, you, you know, there you'll roll the reactor with disadvantage. And if you've already taken that same action twice, you'll automatically downgrade your reactor. So if you try and attack three times in a row, you're going to automatically downgrade your reactor at the end of that. At the start of your next turn, if you want to remain in biolinked mode, you need to test either systems or presence. On a fail, you roll your reactor die or switch to manual mode. Make sense so far? Yep. <clears throat> Excellent. So... Again, if you want to activate BioLink mode, you do that with an action. Um, on top of that, there's a couple other battle mechanics that we can test out. Uh, 
one of those things that I want to try is stances when you're in melee combat. So you can take an aggressive stance, which will give you advantages on attacks and disadvantages on defense. A balanced stance, which doesn't change anything. And defensive stance, which is def disadvantage on attacks and advantages on defense. Okay, so is that a use action I need to take for a stance? Or do I just assume that stance? Uh, you can just assume the stance. You don't need to do anything to okay. be in that stance. So, uh, Adrian is going to go ahead and have this information now about how the biolink works. He's going to go ahead and actually save that for next turn. First, he's going to go ahead and do his move action, get behind the Decepticon. Mm-hmm. And then assume an aggressive stance, and then take a stab with his uh, knife or okay. dagger. Awesome. So, so one other. So go, go ahead and make your check. Yep. Um, this enemy has a hit dice rating of three, which means that since you're a level one, you are going to add two to your roll. Okay. So. I rolled a 6, that becomes 8 against 15, that's a successful move. Okay, so actually, that's great. Um, normally if you make an a, a movement, you don't have to roll, although you were trying to flank him, so I yeah. guess we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. So, what's your next move then? Alright, so, Adrian zooms through, or scampers through, uh, past his legs, gets right behind him, and winds up for another t for an attack with his dagger. I'll go ahead and roll that now. It's going to be against my power, which is a 10. Yep, so you'll roll that and you'll subtract... I'm sorry, you will add 2 to your roll Okay. because his hit die is higher. Okay, but he, if I'm taking an aggressive stance... Then you'll roll 2 dice okay. and take the best one. Okay, we're going to go and do that. Taking an aggressive stance. Okay. I have a 12 and a 4. Very nice. The 4 becomes 6, and that works. I got hit. Okay, roll your damage. Okay, and that is just 1d6, I believe, right? Okay, reckless attack, my pilot ability. When you make a successful attack, you can choose to reduce your AP by 2 to roll one additional damage die. Has my armor points regenerated from last time? They have not. You guys not. moved straight into combat from right. another combat. So I cannot use that ability then. It's just one regular dice. I got two. Awesome. So that's two hits. I'm sorry. Are you out of armor points? I'm down to one. Oh, you're down to one. Okay. All right. It is now the Decepticon's turn. The Decepticon sees you slip around behind him and you stab him with your dagger. Trying to stab me in the back, puny human? He takes his blade and swings down onto you. You need to roll mobility to try and avoid taking damage. Okay, and since I'm taking an aggressive stance, does that mean I take a disadvantage for this? Yes, exactly. Yep, that's okay, what happens. Take the worst of the two die. Oh, they're both pretty bad. Got a 19 and an 18. Okay, so that means that you fail to dodge. He deals 1d8 of damage. In this case, it's 4. Okay, took out 1 armor armor point and 3 hit points. We're down to 6. Okay. Alright, so the Decepticon then turns and charges forward. He uses a move action to close with Dylan. The Decepticon then turns and raises his arm. It has a cannon attached to it, and he fires at Dylan. And so Dylan needs to make a mobility check. I'm going to have you go ahead and roll that. Alright, let's take a look. One moment. His mobility is a 10. We're rolling against that. And he rolled 16. Ooh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, in fact, that is... He takes damage. So in this case, uh, we're going to roll that damage right here. He takes four points of damage. Okay. Now I should have grabbed, grabbed an eraser. I don't think that pencil has an eraser, does it? Oh, hold on. Did I hand you the right sheet? 
That's the wrong one. That's Mariah. What am I doing? Silly goose. Here. <laughs> Here. Take that one. So at this point, after the Decepticon has finished attacking, it is now Dylan's turn. So Dylan is standing between the Decepticon and the warehouse. So is there something that you want Dylan to do? He's going to go on the offensive. That was the plan. Cool. So what do you say to him over the comms? Okay, Dylan. You need to get a shot in now. I'm already, we're both been hit already once, so, uh, please make it count. Hear you loud and clear. Dylan levels his chain gun at the Decepticon and lets off a volley. Oh no, Dylan rolled a 19. So the Decepticon dodges out of the way as the chain gun, uh, uh, roars through. Oh wait, you know what? I totally forgot. There's one other uh, um, thing on my list here that I was going to incorporate, and it's called flanking. When attacking from a flanking position, roll with advantage. When being flanked... Oh, wait, hold on. Yep, roll with advantage. Okay, cool. So can I borrow another d20? Look at that. Just changing the rules to make it more convenient for the players. All right, so the first one's 19. Second one is a... Oh, crap. That's a 20. Okay, so saved from that 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 made zero difference um <clears throat> let's see dylan has one other action all right so dylan reaches uh from behind him and pulls out one of those little portable shields and he hurls it over the decepticon head decepticon's head into your hands and uh, says over the comms Attach this to yourself. Got it. This is a mini shield generator. Before your next turn, it reduces damage by four points. Well, that's good. That's helpful. Excellent. We're back at the top of the order, and it is now your turn. All right. Having received that shield, agents can go ahead and... First, activate the BioLink. That's against systems, correct? You don't have to roll anything for it. When it, oh, when okay. it, yeah. Whenever the system talks about doing a use action, you simply activate it. So in this case, with the BioLink, to activate it, it just takes a use action, and then at the start of your every turn while you're still in the BioLink mode, then you test either systems or presence. All right, so for your first action, you activate the BioLink. What is it like when your mind directly connects to the mech? Now, to be clear, when that... Oh, wait, hold on. Let me try that again. So you activate the BioLink, and when you do, your mind instantly connects to the mech. You can see through its photoreceptors. You can feel what it can sense through its sensors. And it's as though when you're moving... You're moving your own arms and legs with this mech. The Decepticon seems to take notice. Well, that's new. Let's see what you've got. Um, what does it feel like for Adrian when he activates Biolink? Okay. As Adrian puts in the command to... <clears throat> As Adrian puts in the command to begin the Biolink, it feels an odd sensation as if his head, brain, he hasn't really been able to determine exactly what it is, but as if a part of him is kind of pushed through a, a gate, a doorway, but feels wet or cold, it's sort of hard to describe for aging or for anyone else or for that matter, but as he goes through, he then, his senses come back to life, and he finds as if he has a new body, it's uncomfortable the first couple times you do it. It feels something odd. Like how he had heard when military veterans, when they lost a limb, they'd feel a sense of dysphoria of sort, as if they were missing something or had something that they shouldn't, or however it was phrased. He wasn't sure. But it had a similar sensation as if there's something there that should or shouldn't be there. It was hard to tell. But as he did more and more, he got used to it. It felt like a second body. 
It wasn't quite as natural, but it's starting to get there, as if he was in his own body. And he might be getting more comfortable. At least that's what he was beginning to feel. So you've fully activated the biolink. You're controlling the mech directly with your mind. What's your second action? All right. Having activated the biolink, he goes in and activates his cloaking device. Okay. And I've rolled for the reactor die. I got five. So that should be good. No damage there. And then he's going to go ahead and do a third action. He's going to go in and attack. But I believe for a third action, I roll the reactor die again, correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's what the biolink allows you to do. Okay. And so when you activate your cloaking device, your mech, uh, it shimmers and then disappears. Cute trick. And Adrian silently prepares for another assault. Rolling for attack. Got a 9 against 10. But let me see here. Do I roll advantage for ambush? You? Yes, I do. Okay, so advantage. make sure you roll another die. Another d20. Yes, I'm looking for that. Let's see. Oh, there it is. Sorry. <laughs> Six. Much better. I cleared it. All right, so it's a hit. And since I got that, I also get to deal another d6 of damage. So, 2d6. Two again. That's Are you kidding? Good. You ro- <laughs> he for the for the audience. Poor Stuart has rolled snake eyes. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and roll the reactor die right now. Okay. Four, still safe. All right, so we got another two points of damage in. All right. So as you sneak up behind this Decepticon, it was warily watching from you. You come in from the side and drive your knife into its midsection. As soon as it feels it, though, the Decepticon pulls away. Ah! I see you, little one. And he turns to face you. Because you attacked, you had to decloak. So now it's the Decepticon's turn. The Decepticon pulls out a something that looks like a grenade and throws it up in the air. Go ahead and make a systems check. Okay. Nine against ten. So remember that you always add two because you're fighting an opponent with a higher hit die level. All right. That's eleven then. So that would be a miss? Yes. Okay. So this thing goes off uh, with a big explosion of light temporarily scrambling your sensors. You're going to gain disadvantage on your next attack. Okay. And with that out of the way, the Mecha Ace then charges forward towards Dylan in his Titan and swings his blade at him. Dylan rolled mobility. He rolled an 11, which is not enough to hit. That means that Dylan will take damage. Oh, dropped on the floor. Off the table. Try that again. That's three. So Dylan is down to six. I'm sorry, seven points. Now it's Dylan's turn. Do you have something in mind for Dylan? No, keep pressing the assault. All right. Attack. Let me check one thing. Dylan does not have a melee weapon. Really? Yes. <laughs> yep, he has a uh, only a chain gun. So let me look up unarmed damage really quick. So he can't just hit him with the butt of the chain gun? Nope. So he'd only deal 1d4 on a melee. And so he could stand his ground and just try and punch him. And he's going to have disadvantage anyways. He has two actions, doesn't he? Yes, he has two actions. So can he move, then fire? Yes. Why does he do that instead, then? Why don't you tell him over the comms? I kind of assumed he'd know to do that. Really, he doesn't know to do this? <laughs> I don't okay, know. Okay, 
Fine. <laughs> <clears throat> Adrian speaks up. Dylan, back up and get a good shot on him. You're no good in melee. I could punch him. Dylan, this is life or death. Okay, okay, I hear you. Backing up. So Dylan takes a move action and moves into the doorway of the warehouse. Now he's at near range to the Decepticon. And he rolls with disadvantage because of the flashbang. And he rolled an 18. So his attack goes wide. Top of the round. Now it's your turn. You were at close range to the Decepticon. Now you're at near range. Okay. I got the comms. William, how's Mariah doing? Still trying to patch her up. It's going to take a little more time. Okay. Let us know when you're done. We could use some more assistance over here. We'll be out as soon as we can. Good. Let's get out there now! Hold still. Adrian prepares for another attack, pulls out his uh, revolver, and takes a shot. Okay. Now remember, you still have your biolink active. Roll against system, correct? Yes. System or presence? Seven. I'm good. Okay, so you can take up to three actions. Great. So, first off, we are going to... Let me think here. Remember... Yeah, I can do that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. What were you going to say? Remember that since you're behind him, you're still technically flanking this Decepticon. Good. That gives me advantage, right? Yes. What happens if I have an advantage on top of an advantage? Nothing. Okay. Now, do I have a disadvantage from the flashbang? Yes, that's correct. So, if you if you have advantage and disadvantage, they cancel. And if you had another advantage on top of that, then you would just have advantage. Okay. So, let's get myself an advantage on top of that, then. So, let me go ahead and cloak again. Okay. Using the uh, cloaking field. Okay. Good, and I will roll the reactor die again. Five. Very nice. Alright, cloaked again. I still have two more actions, so I'm going to uh, use the revolver to shoot this guy in the back. I have an advantage being cloaked, so two dice instead of one. Nineteen and... Well, 19. I missed pretty badly. Gosh. Went quite wide. Man, you've just not been having good luck. Not good rolls. Snake eyes and now two 19s. Yeah. So do I need to roll a reactor die for a third action or no? Yes, if you take a third action, you roll your reactor die. Okay, well, third action. I'm attacking again. Okay. Now, did I lose my cloaking from doing that first attack? Good question. Um, I'm going to say no. Good. I'll let you have it. Eight. That becomes uh, ten, right? Because I... Yep. Um, okay, great. That hit. Awesome. Thank goodness. All right, that hit. I got two D6 for attack because I'm cloaked. Mm-hmm. Ambush. That's better. I finally got a eight. Yeah, that's what him. I'm talking about. Okay. I rolled the reactor die. Rolled a two. I'm still safe. All right, eight damage. Awesome. So what location do you hit this Decepticon? All right, so Adrian pulls out a first shot. It misses pretty wide. He lines up again, still cloaked, thankfully. And he lines up, and this guy is uh, hes right behind him. So he squares up right around his shoulder blades, take the shot, and manages to hit between the shoulder blades. Not quite the neck, though. <clears throat> that one hurt. Alright, little one. Let's see how you handle this. The Decepticon turns on you. It is now his turn. You're looking at his shoulder blade, and you wounded him pretty badly. He turns and pulls out his beam rifle and fires it at you, you'll need to roll mobility to avoid taking damage. Okay. Am I still at disadvantage because of the flashbang? Nope, no? that only affected your last attack. Good. 
I rolled a 16, which becomes 18 with my disadvantages from the level difference. Okay, that means that he gets to hit you for damage. Yes. He rolls an 8. 8? Okay, well, I still have that shield equipped, right? So that's going to be taking 4 of the damage there. And I received 4 actual damage. That brings me down to 2. Alright, so he pulls out his blaster and pulls the trigger, and it sends your mech flying backwards. You crash into some uh, crates. Fortunately, that shield took the brunt of it, but it overloaded and shorted out, and uh, you took a pretty good hit uh, just to the left of your main chest plate. Uh, This Decepticon then turns on Dylan and attacks him with his sword. Dylan needs to roll against mobility to avoid getting hit. He rolled an 18, so he did not avoid getting hit. And he rolls his damage. That's another one point of damage. So it's only a glancing blow. So the Decepticon brings his sword down. Uh, Dylan brings the arm of his Titan class up, and it glances off of the arm uh, and leaves a a mark there. Aw, man, that's never gonna buff out. Hold still. It is now Dylan's turn. So Dylan seems to remember that he also has a BioLink mech. (laughs) So he's going to activate his BioLink. That takes a use action, and now he has two other actions he can take. Mm -hmm. What kind of special abilities does he have? Here, I'll let you look at the sheet. Most of them are defensive. So there's one that allows him to take damage on other people's behalf. There's another one that lets him uh, give people a shield. Since he's a quipster, he can give someone else an advantage on one of their attacks. Uh, And then, yeah. And then the only weapon he has is that chain gun. Okay, so he can give me extra defense on my turn or on his turn? On his turn. So he can use an action and give you another shield. Okay, I see. Because uh, if I get hit again, I'm dead. Okay, so So he'll do that. He tosses you another shield charge. And it's another four. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, really convenient there. Of a D4, he's been rolling well. And then for his last action, he is going to... He's going to use an unarmed attack. No, wait, let me think about this. He's going to use his power to try and push this Decepticon away. Just give him a huge shove backwards. Good. So he's going to roll power. He needs distance. He rolled an 18. So he... Uh, but uh, So he starts grappling with the Decepticon and tries to get him away from the building, but he just cannot overpower this Decepticon. William, Mariah, anytime you're ready, we could really use some help out here. Hold on, I'm coming. All right, so top of the round, I'm going to have... So, uh, you're up next. Okay. So I've gotten some more shields back, so that's nice. Um, I first need to roll for my systems check. One moment. Okay. It went pretty well. I made that. Good. I can get my biolink up. What'd you roll? Uh, seven. Nice. Very good. Okay. So, Adrian sees that uh, Dylan is grappling with the Decepticon. Now, does this give the Decepticon a disadvantages or no? He failed the roll. I'll say it's distracting him at the moment. Okay. So he's not focused on you. Okay. Um, But again, once again, you're still flanking. You're behind him and he's in front. Okay. So my attack still has advantage. Yep, all of your attacks have advantage. Very good. All right, let's get another attack in. I'm not using the uh, cloaking device because they'll just go, oh, it would add damage, but... Hmm. One second, take a look at my modules here, see if there's anything interesting I can do here. No, nothing interesting there. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do an attack. 19. That missed pretty bad. You have advantage, remember? Oh, right. (laughs) Don't forget. You get to roll 2d20 and take the better result. It's right right there. There it is. Found it. 
And so the funny part of that was I was watching you look for it, and your hand, like, went over it and then back over it. <laughs> yes, it did. All right, I rolled a two. Hey, Very nice. All right, that's hit. a hit. It's about time. Uh, yes. 1d6. That brings another two damage. All right, so you fire off a shot. Takes him in the back. What's your next move? You still have one other action. No, I'm sorry. You still have two actions you could take because you haven't used any yet. I missed once. I hit once. No, that first, the first roll that oh, you did. Oh, right. That was the, was, the yeah, first you, action. You forgot to roll with advantage. That was so your I still first have action. two actions. Um, it's not like I have any other gadgets or anything. Um, oh, with mobility. Okay. Let's try that instead then. I'm going to go ahead and use my static cloud. Wait a minute. How close is this guy now? What He parameter? is at near range. Oh, okay. That's if not close enough. You can use a um you can use a movement to close with him and get to close range? Uh not in this case. Maybe next time I'll do that. For now, I'll go ahead and activate the cloaking again. Okay. Roll the reactor die. Mm-hmm. One. It goes down by a degree. All right. So your reactor die downgrades, but your cloaking field is now active. Okay. We got that. And we'll go ahead and attack. Okay. So again. this will be your third action. You get to roll with advantage, but just remember that you will roll your reactor die afterwards yes. uh, because, yeah, it's your third action, and that's the way the biolink works. Ten. Got it. Awesome. So you rolled an Hit. eight, adding two. That makes ten. Yep. So you get to roll two dice. Yep, because I'm hidden. Ambush. Another shot goes out. Another six damage in the back again. And I roll my reactor die as a D4 this time. Two. I made it early. Okay. Now, there's one thing I want to check, actually. If you're rolling, if you're rolling a D4... I thought I read that a two does overheat. Let me check. Oh, uh, yep. When you roll a one or two on a D4 reactor die, your mecha becomes overheated. Your reactor die remains a D4 until you complete a rest. So your mecha overheats, which means that uh, an overheated mecha can't take actions and has disadvantage on all tests. You skip your next turn to expel heat and cool off. And you lose the overheated condition at the start of the following turn. That's fun. Okay. And then uh, there's one uh, other note about BioLink. When you overheat, you roll a D4. And on a 1 or 2, you pass out and cannot make any tests. Okay. I rolled a 3. Okay. Adrian did not pass out. Awesome. So you remain conscious, uh, but your mech is switched back into manual mode. Okay, so I'm no longer on BioLink? That's correct. You are okay, no longer BioLink. Okay, me out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that took everything you have. Like, you you fired once. You could see uh, that Dylan was grappling with Decepticon, and uh, uh, you quickly cloak yourself and move, in, move off to the side, line up your shot, uh, pull the trigger, uh, the blast... Lances out and catches a Decepticon in the side, and your mech in all the exertion overheats, and so uh, all like your all your indicators like we're on red line and everything, and all of a sudden your me your mech's automated system goes overheat, shutting down to expel heat. Adrian speaks up on the comms, guys. I'm overheating. He's almost down. We're on our way. Just hold him off a little bit longer. I'm trying my best here. He's really strong. It is now the Decepticon's turn. I'm going to have Dylan roll a power check to try and overcome him or to resist being uh, overwhelmed by this Decepticon. I'm going to count this as Decepticon's attack or one of his, one of his attacks. Dylan rolled a 7, which comes 8, 9. So Dylan resisted. Uh, so Dylan still has upper hand. Uh, 
there I'm also going to say that since they're at close quarters, uh, this Decepticon can't use his sword effectively. So he rears back and swings at Dylan with his fists in an unarmed attack. Um, it is one hit die lower than his damage. So that's would be with a D6 if he connects. So let's roll Dylan's mobility. Dylan rolls a 16. He misses. And so can you... Let's see. Can you give me a D6? Do you have one of those? Thank you, sir. This guy rolls. He gets a 6. Uh, the Decepticon rears back with his fists and just nails Dylan's mech right in the head. And uh, you can hear from where you are just the crunch of metal as Dylan is reduced to one hit point. Ah! Taking a beating. Could really use an assist. All right, now it's Dylan's turn. Dylan, you need to back up. Get out of there. I'm trying. This guy has got me in his grip. He's really strong. Dylan needs to first make a system or presence check to remain in biolink mode, so it's going to be presence. He rolls an 8 out of 12, so he's good there. So, let's see. If he moves out of close range, I forgot to do this earlier, uh, the Decepticon will get an attack of opportunity. So, I think what Dylan's going to do is he's going to make another power check to try and overpower this guy and get some distance. Good. 19. That was a fail. Um, he has one action left, so he's going to do it again. Six, which is uh, plus two becomes eight, which is underneath his power score, which means that he succeeds. He has to roll his reactor die. Three. Uh, so Dylan takes this huge hit to the face and uh, he uh, grapples the Decepticon, gets uh, an arm underneath. And uh, the thing is, is that Dylan's mech is slightly larger than this Decepticon. So Dylan literally lifts him up and throws him out onto the pavement. Just as that happens, William in his green mech and Mariah show up. Mariah looks a little better. Um but still pretty banged up. The Decepticon gets to his feet and surveys the three of you. Four, you mean? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> surveys the four of you. My mistake. You'll regret this, humans. We'll be back. The Decepticon transforms into his helicopter form and shoots up into the air. And the four of you are left standing on an empty battlefield. That was close. That was really close. Thanks, guys. Don't mention it. Uh, you guys had all the fun. Yes, we had all the fun. Yeah, I wouldn't exactly call it fun. I don't know if you noticed, but my mech's face got smashed in. Hey, while you were out here... We might have discovered something. You're going to want to see this. Adrian tries to move the mech and starts to, as he's finished expelling, moves a bit more, jostles, and starts moving towards uh, where William is pointing. William leads you inside the warehouse. There's a lot of machinery and conveyor belts for getting cargo, um, there's a huge door off to the side, which looks out over the bay and you enter the, this, the main area of this warehouse There's shipping crates stacked everywhere. This place is enormous. He and Mariah lead you down the aisle, turn a corner and in and amongst some shipping crates and down at the end is a very large shipping container. It looks to be extremely well armored. As you walk up, William speaks on the comms. 
While I was in here getting Mariah patched up, I started getting some weird energy readings. They seem to be coming from this crate. I believe this is the cargo we were commissioned to protect. Alright. And? And? It's not like anything I've seen before. Our suits are run off of a small amount of energon, but these readings are, are insane. There's not even a scale to measure this kind of energy. Okay, yeah, so like, what's your point? What I'm saying is, whatever's in this crate is not Earth technology. Okay, again, so what's your point? Ever since the Accords, the Transformers haven't been sharing technology with us. So what could possibly be inside of that crate? Look, William, I know you're, like, super curious and, oh, look, the government's doing shady stuff, so what's new? But it's none of our business, all right? It, our job was just to protect this crate from the psychopaths and that Decepticreep. That was it. That's, that's our job. We should report in at this point. We were supposed to maintain radio silence up until now, but we should call for an evac. None of our mechs are in any condition to be moving around. Mariah, if there's something going on here that's illegal, don't we have some kind of obligation to make it known? No, we have an obligation to do our jobs. And we did our jobs. Well, mostly Adrian did our jobs for us. Look, let me just take a look inside of this thing really quick and see what we're dealing with. William, shouldn't we think about this before opening a container like that? I mean, let's say there's something illegal or wrong in there. What does that mean? Who are we supposed to report it to? The government? Our, our commanding officers? What if it's a project that our people are a part of? And also, what do we mean by it's illegal? Is it wrong? Or is it just illegal because we signed a treaty or something? I mean, our mission is to defend our the fellow humans and, you know, our people. So if there's something in there that's otherworldly, okay, sure. But, I don't know. We need to be careful if we're going to open that up. And what it actually means, and who it's actually for. Look, the agreement in the Accords was if we ever came across alien technology, we were supposed to turn it over to the Autobots. It's too dangerous in our hands. We don't understand enough about it. You remember the Mech Wars, right? Yes. Exactly, case in point. Look, the only thing I'm saying is if this technology has the potential to bring about another Mech War or cause destruction on a mass scale... Maybe we have an obligation to do something about it before it gets into the wrong hands. Before it gets weaponized. Uh, I hate to break up your philosophy debate going on here, but uh, what the heck is that, dudes? You guys turn around and the heavily armored crate is now through the seams of the doors and the paneling. It is glowing an intense blue light. It's not supposed to do that, right? Am, am I imagining things? It's not supposed to be glowing like that, right? William. Williams. The arm of William's mech comes up and a holographic display appears. He interacts with it. The readings are increasing. Look out! As he says this, the light brightens to a crazy intensity and the doors literally fly off of the crate. Why don't you make me a mobility check? Okay. Thirteen on fifteen, so that's good. So you dive out of the way of these doors... Uh, the rest of your teammates scatter. Uh, you turn around and look, and there is a hugely intense 
blue light coming from inside this crate. Like, you can't even see anything else. Your sensors are actually glitching out because of the intensity of the light that's going on. Uh, my dudes? I think we should get out of here. The words aren't even out of Dylan's mouth before. As you watch, a stream of energy comes out from the life source and hits your mech dead in the chest. You can feel this crazy energy going through your entire mech, and you can hear shouts from the rest of the comms. This energy courses through your mech, the systems are all going haywire, and it feels like you're being electrocuted, like your your whole body is like on fire. And after what seems to be an eternity of this, all of a sudden, it disappears. And there's a faint glow around you, and it slowly dims, and you find yourself sitting in your mech cockpit. Okay. Mariah? Dylan! I'm here. Oh, boy. What the heck was that? Ugh, you tell me. What in Cybertron is going on here? Who said that? Ugh, who said that? It came from inside me! You look over, and William's mech is moving in a way that you've never seen it. It's totally fluid. And as you're stunned and looking at it, you realize it's moving exactly the way a Transformer would. Oh, Farsight, you're here too. It's good to see you, laddie. So let me pause for a second here. So I have one of two ways to go with Farsight. Either Farsight is a mirror of you, or he's your opposite. Oh, gosh. Um, you got to decide. I don't know. What do you think works better? I think a mirror of you would work better. Okay. You think so? I don't know. I think it fits the personality better. <clears throat> okay. Yes, I'm here. Shivers go down your spine as you realize that that voice came from your mech. The mech that you are sitting inside of. You look around at the other two mechs where your friends are... And they are moving in the same way that William's mech is. Uh, very naturalistic. They're moving just like the Decepticon that you saw outside. What the heck is going on? Guys, what the heck is happening? Who's talking? William, if this is a prank, I'm going to kill you when we're done. Oh, dude, get it out of me. Get it out. You see Mariah's mech... Its chest plate opens, and Mariah is unceremoniously uh, dumped onto the ground. Oh my gosh, I had a human inside of me. They're so small. Oh, but they're kind of cute, aren't they? Hello, little human. Oh, I've got one inside of me, too. You watch and... Whoa, hold on. What happened to the... Oh, okay, we're fine. You watch as William's mech, its chest plate opens up, and William is, you can see William inside the cockpit looking stunned. His mech reaches over and pulls William out of his seat and holds him in his hand. It's a pleasure to meet you, tiny human. I don't know exactly what's going on here, but my name's Gadget, and these are my friends. What's going on here? Y'all are supposed to be just... Mechs. You're just mechs. Farsight? Are you... an Autobot? Gadget turns and looks at you. Hi, laddie. We're Transformers. End of episode. All right, so I was super excited to get to this point. I kind of hoped that we would. I kind of thought we'd get here. Um, yeah. Plot twist. Dun, dun, dun. You guys are piloting Transformers. Yes. 
were piloting Transformers, and it appears they've been reanimated. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk more about that in the next episode. Yep. Now, one note is, so when we first came up with the idea for the show, I I thought up the storyline of pilots teaming up with Transformers um, almost a year ago. And actually, when I first came up with it, I mentioned it to my brother just because, like, it never occurred to me to, like, make a podcast based on it. But that was the whole... Uh, the the concept that I had in mind for the show. So, um, yeah, I was super pumped to to get to this uh, to this point. Uh huh. So obviously, it wasn't uh, much of a surprise to you since you knew it was coming. No. Did you suspect that that's what was in the uh, shipping container? It sounded like it was some form of um, knowing the plot already. There's going to be something to do with the Autobots, something to do with what's going on with the uh, BioLink mechs. But I didn't think it'd be something that would set them off and reactivate them. Sure. That would be something else. Sure. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun for me. I thought it was a nice combination of you got some battle in there and some role playing at the end. But overall, that was that was fun. Um, I'll probably be nailing down the voices a little more um so one thing that like when i was thinking about this this whole series i was thinking about i'm like i'm gonna have to do like seven voices and i was like i'm wondering how i can differentiate them so i think with the filter it'll be okay so if my accent changes a little bit during the show just don't be surprised yeah especially if i'm trying to differentiate between characters yeah but yeah Overall, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was very good. It was well done. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dice and Decepticons. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our twiddle, our twiddle handle, our Twitter handle is Dice Decepticons. And if you want to follow my personal account, it's Robert Johns Kerr. That's J O N T Z K E R R. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Rob. And I'm Stuart. And we'll see you next time.